live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios here in Auburn. My name is Aaron Morse, filling in for Maddie B on this day after Christmas. Coach Wing in studio and happy to be joined now in studio by the head coach of the Bates men's and women's squash teams, Pat Kosker. And uh, Pat, first of all, how was your Christmas? How's the holiday season going for you? Good, good to see you guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah, everything was good. Uh, it's good to reconnect with my family. My My parents actually have a little place in South Portland, so they came up for the holidays as well. They're originally living in New Jersey, so right. it's nice to see them. Um, it's nice to get a little downtime away from the kids, but um, but I miss it. I want to get back into into the swing of things. Yeah, I mean, it's getting closer and closer, but the students don't come back until what? The second? Six, sixth, I think it the is. Sixth or seventh, yeah. yeah. We start so. class on the seventh. So, yeah, we have, we have an early practice on Sunday mm-hmm. when they come back, and then we have uh, two days of full practice, and then we play – Wesleyan on that Tuesday afternoon. Right, and that'll be a home match. Right. Yeah, they're right. in the final one of the season. Yes, <laughs> senior, senior night, senior night yeah. you know, January 8th. Right. Yes. Yeah, early one. That's so. okay. <laughs> so it was good. You didn't, you didn't have to leave the state at all for Christmas or anything. No, this year it's it's nice yeah. to just kind of hunker down a little bit, and the weather's been nice. So it's I have a black lab dog, and so he likes to go outside and walk around with the kids, and so it's it's nice to kind of get some rest. And, Pat, just for the folks on our Facebook page, could you scoot in or maybe sure. move to your right so we can get you All on the right. camera there, there on MBR? Okay. Yeah, there you go. I can see your face sort of. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Make sure you Maybe get that's a good thing. On the Facebook. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but, um, that's not why they're tuning in. <laughs> so, obviously, holiday season for you. Uh, it's nice at Bates they give us this uh, week off here. Uh, are you doing anything related to work at all this week? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you of are. course. Okay. There's, there's right. recruiting. There's early decision yeah. two deadline is on uh, the 1st, which okay. is next week. Yep. Um, so there's still a couple kids out there that are interested, and we're sort of assessing whether or not they're they're admissible. And so I'm trying to you know communicate with admissions and Jason and, and all that just to figure out um, you know, if we have room for more kids to, to come next year. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit stressful in a way because, you know, obviously we're, we're only as good as the players that we have. And, um, so when everyone else is sleeping and resting and hanging out, uh, we have this sort of condensed time to figure out our roster in essence for the next couple of years. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a, um, you know, it's work. Yeah, sure. Is that a tough, you know, you, you're picking between, Aaron and Dave, you know, and <laughs> you've 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 seen us play. You yeah. you've done the recruiting, and you pick one over the other, or one decides over yeah. the other, and then well, you find out, wow, Morse is really good. We missed him, <laughs> and he's playing for the national champion yeah, at Trinity, really. and we're playing I, two yeah. two times a year. I've wanted to mention yeah. something. About, go ahead, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, one of the things that it starts first and foremost, it's grades. And, you know, academic rigor and test scores and, and that type of thing. So so that's really the first step is figuring out whether Dave and Aaron are both admissible. Um, I think then the second step is or the maybe second and a half or third step is 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 Dave or Darren, Dave and Aaron good fits for Bates? Are they good fits for our program? Are they good squash players? Maybe third, you know, on that list. Um, I you know, having done this for a while now, I, I realize that it's not all about talent and skill. It's a lot about fit. It's a lot about, you know, whether this student will be happy here. Um, you know, we've had some great players that, that sometimes don't really materialize because they're not happy or academics are too hard or social life is too, you know, whatever for them. And so a lot of that is is my job on the front end to figure out 
you know, maybe maybe assume and, and use my own experience to figure out whether or not the student's going to make it here at Bates, and then the squash will happen or, or won't, you know. Um, but sure, there's there have been mistakes made, and, you know, somebody, I assess somebody the wrong way, and they go off to some school down the road or up the road or, or in our conference, and we're playing them two times a year, and it's like, man, God, what could have been kind of thing. Um, they're also... You know, I think this is where our, our bread and butter is that we've had students that come in not very highly touted at all, you know, sort of under the radar that are just good kids that have good grades in high school that love to play squash. And next thing you know, they're, you know, the junior captain of the team or they're number three on the roster or the ladder and they're they're winning. They're happy. They're you know, they're just leaders in our program. And that's really cool to see. We've we've had dozens of players over my 10, 11 years that have turned out to be that type of kid. And that's awesome. I've been meaning to bring this up. Uh, I had a, a video idea. Oh boy. I wanted to see if you were to, uh, it might be a liability concern. Is <laughs> okay <laughs> for me because I don't put myself on camera very often, or if not at all at Bates. But I was thinking something about where like it's my fourth year covering squash at Bates. It's mm. time for me to get on the court and oh, learn how to play amazing. squash. Amazing. And maybe have like oh. one of the senior captains oh. or maybe like McLeod and Vicky or like oh, try to teach amazing. me. How to play squash and I can make a fool of myself. Yeah, we'll put you, <laughs> we could put you in the bobcat suit. No, we could do we could do we could do a lot no, of different things with that one. The bobcat suit would be very limited. I need to. Be, yeah. yeah. So so I don't know if you saw this, Aaron, but we the the squash team went out on the water with the rowing team this fall. Okay. I don't know if you saw that. But, I think you mentioned um, that you were doing that. Yeah, yeah, it was just a kind of an idea that popped into my head. Um, I have one of my friends uh, coaches the men's lacrosse team at Harvard, and he he had his his full program take a whole day to learn how to row. So they went into the tanks and they, they got a tutorial from the Harvard rowing team. Yeah. And um, just came, sort of got the idea from there. We tried it with, with Coach Steenstra and it was awesome. We had about 15 of our kids go out on the water for a day on a Saturday in the fall. And, yeah. Um, and, and so we're going to reciprocate with the rowing team. They, they're all excited are, to learn okay. how to play oh, squash yeah, yeah. and grow oh, into our great. building and all that. But, yes, I think, you know, especially being off campus, four miles off campus, and, and the more people we can have visit, the, the more people we can get on court. Squash is such a cool game. It's such an awesome sport. Yeah. Um, I would love to do that. I think the kids would really get a kick out of that for you. <laughs> I think we could have a lot of fun. And yeah, we'll we'll put you in some glasses. Don't worry, you won't get hurt. You know? <laughs> yeah. We'll have ice and and in, in, on on hand for you. Plenty of ice. Don't worry. Don't worry. You won't get hurt. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, because I mean that that squash ball can move pretty quickly. It can. It can. It can. Out. Yeah. It can. You won't be hitting it very quickly, but yeah. <laughs> but if someone, if, if I'm playing McLeod, like yeah, he might, yeah. They'll, they'll take it. They, Listen, these guys in the summers and, and right now they break, they're doing clinics, yeah. they're teaching kids, they're, you know, so you, you know, they're teaching eight-year-old kids how to play squash. They'll they'll be fine <laughs> teaching you how to play squash. Right, right. <laughs> so I think that was, I, I, no promise or anything, that's an idea I have that maybe we I think it would be great. Happen. I would yeah. love to facilitate that. And I will be, I'll be behind the camera taking video oh. picture for you. Oh, yeah. oh you're the one doing the video? Oh. I'll switch with you. Please send that out. Oh, yeah. Send that out. I need someone to take video Absolutely. Yeah. We'll do it live. We'll do it live on Facebook Live. Jason will get Jason We're not to do it live. Instagram Live. We're not doing it live. This will be an edited piece. Yeah. GoBobcats.com live on Instagram. It will not be live. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. We'll telecast it back to Seattle for you. That could be really fun. Yeah. Totally. We'll get it onto Northwestern's website, you know? Yeah, they would love that. Amazing. I swear, you know, talking about teaching young kids. Yeah. One summer I was a tennis counselor at a boys and girls camp. 
And I said afterwards, how many times can you say, oh, you almost hit it that time? Like, oh, <laughs> Let's keep it positive, right? Because, it, well, it looks so easy yeah. to people who yeah, want to try to play. Oh, boy. You know, I've played yeah, racquetball like, before, but yep. different. No. Squash is a little different. Yeah, yeah, the ball doesn't bounce as much. No, that, that might throw you'll be me fine. Off a bit. Don't. Yeah. yeah, you'll be fine. I think just to get you out on court would be amazing. Yeah. Definitely, I'm, we'll do it. We'll do it in time before your wedding as well. So when you do, oh, the bruises when you, when you get sore and you sure. get hit by the ball, you'll be yeah. fine by the wedding day. Well, we need to do it like just January um, <laughs> soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about your uh, your New York Mets and oh, your man. thoughts on that because Pat's yeah. a big baseball guy. Played baseball yeah. at Bates, um, yeah. and big Mets fan. They got they they hired uh, an agent yes. to be their general manager. What yeah. are your thoughts on? I that? like that move. I, yeah. I think it's good to sort of bring it bring it down to the players' level a little bit. I think uh, anyone that is affable and can relate to the players a little bit more, I think, is good. Um, you know, sometimes professional sports, we, there's this divide between the administrators and the and the players, and and that sometimes creates some tension and. You know, we've seen that in the NFL. We've seen that in, in some other professional leagues. So I think it's a good move. You know, Brody Van Wagenen seems like a young, sort of dynamic guy that's energetic. Obviously, the money that the Mets have, doesn't that doesn't hurt anything. No. Um, it's competitive, you know, in the big market of, of the Mets. And, and um, competing with the Yankees across town, that's tough. So I think, um, I think it's a good move. I'm optimistic. I'm always optimistic. It's some sort of a lifer. So it's in the genes to to be optimistic for the Mets, but with the pitching that they have, um, adding a couple pieces around that and some defense, and hopefully, not you know staying injury free, which is impossible in baseball as we know. But um, that's you know, been the real problem often, for the Mets definitely, in recent years. Definitely. Everyone seems to be getting hurt. Yeah, like, yeah, especially the pitchers when when the big yeah. guys go down. You know, for for four or six weeks. I mean, that's that's tough. You know, it's tough to rebound from that because we the the Mets rely on the starting pitching and. Um, in recent years, we've gotten into the middle relievers, and, and the, the back end has just been brutal. And so, um, and we even saw it with Syndergaard and, and um, you know, a couple of the other starters this year, where they go six strong innings, seven strong innings, and then the bullpen just blows it. Or the Mets score one or two runs, and the, then the bullpen blows it. And it's like, that's just, that's tough. What a, that's the way the game's going now. Yeah. Nobody goes eight innings. Right, right. Six innings, and you're done, and then yeah. they bring somebody in, so you better be good. Yeah. In middle and end relief, no question. Yeah. Well, DeGrom, he won the Cy Young, right? DeGrom, yeah, DeGrom won the Cy Young. Yeah, um, oh, it's dominant. Some most frustrating season for uh, him, oh. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We, the, uh, when, the, when the Red Sox came, I mean, when the Mets came to Fenway, I went down there and watched, um, watched DeGrom just dominate. And Syndergaard, too. I mean, we won two out of three at Fenway, you know, and, and the Red Sox obviously had a great year. But that's proof right there. I mean, the Mets come up with, this ragtag bunch and three good pitchers take two out of three from the from the world champions, and you know that's kind of the story of it. Like we have three good pitchers, they've been winning everything, and everything else is kind of falling apart and stuff. It's like when Seattle had well, they still have him. He's dropped way down. Yeah, what's his name? Won the Cy Young. And Felix Hernandez, five hundred. Yeah, he won the mm-hmm. Cy Young in a year where he uh, he didn't win that many games because the team was so bad, and now uh, <laughs> the team is. Uh, Still the team, bad. The team and he's now no, had he's half, not good the, either. half the Mariners came Actually, to the Mets, so thank you for that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Who we who we sent you? 
the uh, reliever. Yeah, um, I'm blanking there. Uh, Diaz. No. Oh, Edwin, oh, yeah, and with Cano and Diaz. Yeah, Cano. Yeah, ah. of course, Robinson Cano. They make so many moves, Edwin, I can't even keep track of them. It and is obviously, tough, Cano's yeah. going to be an impact player for you. Yeah. Diaz will be an impact player for the Mets. So, yeah, hopefully that top hopefully. prospect the Mets sent the Mariners will work out. Yeah, and hopefully but. they they stay healthy. You know, but that's that's the key. I mean, baseball's right. tough. I. You know, just the grind in the middle of the summer and being away and, you know, every day, day in and day out, that's that's challenging to do. Yeah, I, we, I've talked before about, uh, you know, we talk about the glamour of being a professional athlete. Oh. I'll tell you what, you take a sport like baseball, 162 yeah. games. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to even fathom sitting yeah. in the dugout. Yeah. Not having, never mind having to play. Yeah. No, it's 162 games, it's... Well, and especially for some of those, you know, the, as, and you guys talked about it last week with Coach Martin, some of the young guys going city to city, and, you know, God knows what they're getting into. And then some of the older guys with families, you know, kids at home and their wives being at away, home and being away. I mean, that's and, yeah. right. It's, it's, it's a grind. And I can imagine by July and August, you're, you're in the dog days of summer and you're thinking to yourself, you know, it's obviously playing a game and getting paid for it is amazing. But, but just being away like that is, is challenging stuff. Yeah, I think the, I've read a lot about those guys that can compartmentalize things. Mm. When I'm at the field, my focus is here. Don't even don't even talk to me about something else. Right. When it's not, we're not going to think about it at all. Yeah. And uh, but the but the being away would yeah. be uh, frustrating. You know, you yeah. you just don't have time with them. You want to be able to. Well, that's why your feet in your pool. Sure, and, and and the chemistry on your team is really important, right? If you if you're on a good team that's winning and the guys are getting along, then then it's all great. Sure. But if you're if you're in the dog days of summer in August and you're losing and you're, you know, I mean, I'm an, I'm also an Orioles fan. I was a Cal Ripken guy when I was younger, and you know, being 27 and a half games out in on June 15th, <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that must not be fun, right? When you're in the middle of. Uh, you but know, what you Seattle said, you or know, something playing the Mariners, and when they asked what did Cora bring, here. you know, a lot of those guys. I mean, other than Martinez, you know, it was mostly the same team mm. that they had the under Farrell, and they yeah. they didn't get along. They weren't a fun team to watch, right. and suddenly he comes in and everything changed. And that chemistry that he developed with those guys, yeah. taking them to Puerto Rico, the things that he did that you could just tell he he seemed to have a sense for. When to know to stick with a guy who was in a slump, when to take a guy out who was in a slump, he he just had that knack, and yeah. unfortunately, I don't know how the hell he's going to duplicate last year, <laughs> all those wins, and then he wins the World Series. Like, oh, okay, hold on, yeah. you know, don't think. I so. think the key is the injuries. Oh yeah, you know, I think in baseball, it's yeah. it's that's really important. You know, you have to that that medical staff, that sports medicine staff, is just key and. And and even when when it does happen because it's inevitable it'll happen getting those guys back on the field and healthy and not rushing them back on the field and you know knowing when to when to put somebody back in and you know or to sit somebody for an extra weekend or something that's that's important. Well, I think having a sense for when do you when do you in, in a game out of 162 when to know let it go, not going to win every game. Right. This is not 162 and right. oh you know you right. Robinson Cano knows how to do that. <laughs> he knows when to hustle and when not. No, okay, that's good to know. He paces himself. I was going to use. I was going to use Machado. He, he's not he's always Machado, healthy. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. Yeah, they, no, it's very true. I see where Harper. The Sunday, the Sunday night game on ESPN. He hustles oh and, the, and the 
yeah. the Tuesday afternoon game, he's you know he's facing himself. <laughs> I think he's perfect. He's perfect for the Yankees. I think he's perfect for the Yankees. Machado. Yeah, let him yeah. go. He's yeah. done how to hustle. Oh, he, he goes right along with Sanchez yes, and some yo, of the other Puig, guys they've got. Same thing, right? They yeah. face themselves. Yeah. yeah. No, Puig is going to the Reds now. Yes. That should, he should hit a lot of home runs in that ballpark. Yeah. That Who's ballpark that now? Is... Puig. Yes, yo, he got Puig. traded to the oh, yeah, yeah, traded yeah. to the Reds. I think the Dodgers. The Dodgers basically just got rid of like extra salary. Oh yeah. Salary, you know why? They're going to sign Bryce Harper? Well, I, yeah, Harper I and I, either that or Stanton. I, I think it's either Harper or the Stanton. The Dodgers or the yeah. Mets? The Dodgers. Dodgers. Dodgers? I, I mean, why not, right? I mean, go for it, right? If you, if you can deal with Yasiel Puig, yeah, Bryce you Harper deal with Bryce be a Harper and yeah. he's Right, he'll be fine. You know, he'll love L.A. Harper said there was an article yesterday. Harper he'll said, love, love yeah. to play in L.A. Yikes. <laughs> He'd love L.A. They would love him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because uh, Maddie's Maddie's vision is that the, the Dodgers are going to go after Stanton, mm. and they'll dump that salary, take back a he thought maybe tack, take back a camp another bad salary, you know, switch him, right, and then sign Machado. But I I don't know. Well, they already traded Camp, so that yeah, that's out of the picture. So that's right. out. But, uh, right. I, yeah. So are we saying Machado to the Yankees and Harper to the Dodgers makes the most sense? Yeah, it does to me. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, there's a lot of talk right. of Philly, but Gabe Kapler would kill Machado yeah, in the first guys, week. Yeah. So that's not going to work. Tough. Gabe, Gabe Kapler is quite. He would have him right by. He would have him right by the throat in the first week, guaranteed. <laughs> uh, going, going back to squash real quick. Sure. Um, I was trying. To, oh yeah. So you talked last time about Portland community squash yes. and trying to build squash there. Um, in terms of like high schools in Maine, is there yep. any sort of movement at all? There. So we talk a lot. There's only a ha- literally a handful of us, maybe a dozen. Um, of us in the state that really sort of think this way about growing the game in Maine. Mm. It's it's such a, you know, it's it's growing in in the pockets of New York and Brooklyn and New Jersey yeah. and Greenwich and all that. But but um, yeah, there's a little bit of a movement. Um, Chevrus in Portland has a little bit of a kind of a groundswell. There are a couple couple kids at, at Chevrus that play. A couple parents that are interested. Mm. Um, Portland Community Squash works with children from Portland High School. And from uh, what's the school on? Um, uh, it's not Baxter. Is it called Baxter? The, yeah. the high school? Yeah, Baxter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, so there are some some juniors that are sort of in the in the junior highs and high schools that are sort of growing up now, yeah. and starting to spread the game a little bit. And I think ultimately what will happen is there will be some parents and some, for lack of a better word, administrators that will start to fund. You know, maybe Portland High School, a couple of the high schools in the area, um, there are juniors in Falmouth and Yarmouth and Cumberland, where I where I live, that that play squash but have to go to Portland. Um, I think that there is a way to 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 make it sort of like a Falmouth High School team that plays in Portland. Mm. You know, yeah. and I, I I think that will work. Um, there's also uh, USM. You know that that those students will volunteer at Portland Community Squash, and so I think ultimately. Maybe there's a club team that sprouts out of USM, you know, and and maybe a, maybe a St. Joe's, you know, who knows? Yeah. And I think that's that's sort of where, and maybe a bigger conversation for next week or whatever. But I think that's where squash is going. Maybe more public schools, more bigger universities and mm-hmm. institutions, you know, like your alma mater, Northwestern, right? Right now, it's a club team. Yeah. Who's to say that some alum or some kid from the East Coast goes in there, says, "Here's a million dollars. Let's go varsity." You know, next thing you know, you're building a facility. Yeah. Uh, Duke University, Vanderbilt, Notre Dame, 
schools yeah. like that. I think that's where the next sort of well, movement of squash. The one will be. school that's really made a big movement is Virginia, right? Yeah, UVA got a yeah. got a huge, got millions of dollars. Yeah, and um, you know now they offer scholarships for squash, which is there's five schools in America that offer right athletic scholarships for squash. So Stanford for women? Stanford women, UVA Drake. now, uh, Drexel, Drexel in Philadelphia, Drexel, yeah, George Washington University, George Washington. Um, yeah, and so that's I mean, that's that's huge. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's literally. I mean, we compete against those schools, and those are students that call up and ask me, you know, what do you think my financial aid package will be, coach? And I say, well, it's based on your documents that you that you submit. It's yeah. based on your mm. family's income, your property value, all that stuff. And in the meantime, of us figuring that out, or them figuring that out, coach from you know scholarship school calls and says, what do you need? Oh, I need sixty thousand dollars. Okay, we'll give you forty five. You know, for four years, what do you think? Yes or no? Just like Kentucky basketball, just like Alabama football, yeah. just like, you sure. know, whatever. And uh, that's tough to compete against, right? I mean, here we are up here, and why would you not want to go to UVA or to Drexel in Philadelphia or to GW in, in D.C. On an, on an athletic scholarship, you know, especially if you're a good squash player, if you come from someplace from around the world or someplace yeah. not close to those schools and you want to experience life, I mean, that's that's a great opportunity. Those so. schools still have a ways to go in terms of catching up with the Ivies. And, yeah, uh, yeah. UVA, I think, Trinity. can do it. I think yeah. UVA can do it. They're, they, so they have the model, sort of that, that Trinity, well, not as much of what Trinity has now, but they, they are recruiting internationally and they're giving those student-athletes scholarships. Yeah. So Trinity will give them financial aid. Right. UVA and GW will give and Drexel will give them scholarships. It's yeah. just a matter of sort of as we talked about earlier, who who are they picking? Who are they choosing to give that scholarship to? If it's a student that's really good, that can do the work, that's can handle the social life and all that rigor and the this balance of college, they're gonna win. You know? That's what Harvard has figured that out. That's what Trinity has figured out over these past 15, 20, 30 years that, you know, if it's the right student and they're good enough. And they can they can deal for four years. We're going to win. Yeah, you know. And in squash, it's a drop of the bucket. There are only five. You need five students to win every match. Right. So, for a school that has twenty five thousand students or something, I mean, to admit five students that, like, you can do that. Yeah. You know, drop in the bucket. Drop in the bucket. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's the that's that's I think where we're going. I mean, I would love to see more schools, bigger state universities that that have a little bit of. Um, you know, they have East Coast kids anyway or have squash player type student athletes anyway. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that happen in squash. And um, but, but as it relates to Maine, I think that, yeah, I think that there are some pockets that, you know, around Portland, in and around Portland, that will grow the game a little bit more. Um, I referenced David Bourne a few weeks ago, you yeah. know, Greg Bourne's son. Right. That's a really cool story, but that's only really one or two stories in Maine that of kids that have grown up sort of started playing squash in high school and then went to college and played squash. Yeah. And I'd love to see that story more often. Didn't I, haven't I read before that kids that go to college, other than going back home, wherever that is, tend to stay fairly close around there when they get their jobs? Is that? Yes, I think no? that's that's endemic of Maine for sure. If, right? if that's true and you've got, you know, Colby, Bates, Bowden, yeah. and there's, there's a three schools yep. that, have, that have squash. Yep that are around here that if those people settle in the community aren't they the outreach for us to for you to say hey can we great. get something started because let's face it if oak hill high school or lewis high school wants to have squash mm-hmm. they're gonna have to play at Bates. yep 
right now. Right anyway. now, right now. Right until now somebody are. builds courts ah. outside of Bates, so. absolutely. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing for somebody to come in and you know we we've, we've brought kids over from from the Tree Street group. Um, you know, we've brought kids up from Portland, but it would be amazing for for an organization like Tree Street to to offer squash or the YMCA. You know, the 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 YMCA to offer squash as an after school program and send them over to Bates and and then ultimately you know who knows years from now build their own courts or build one court in the backyard or something that'd be incredible I know when my daughter was in college I took played field hockey and ice hockey at Con College that was one of the the ice hockey coach that was one of her things yeah. she was adamant we we are going to teach kids in yeah. the community especially yeah. special needs kids but kids in sure. general sure. how to skate and they went all over the community there was some outdoor rinks they yeah. they brought they had a van they brought kids in yeah. Uh, to skate, uh, they did everything they can to yeah. not just to grow skating, but to yeah. have kids well, experience how much fun it is. And for us, it, and it's really important. You know, it's it's sort of a unique sport, obviously, um, but it is an indoor sport. And being up here in Maine when it's cold in the winter, it's a it's a good sort of outlet to to run around. <laughs> yeah. and you know, yeah. expend some energy. Sure. I also think you know it's fun to watch our to some of those kids in the Portland Community Squash kids come into our building and, and cheer for us and are at our matches. And nice. That's just that's fun for our kids to see. It's it is, I mean we call it community service, but in a way it's just it's building bridges. It's you know building yeah. fan base. It's it's having fun for our kids. It's fun for the Portland Community Squash kids. Um, but no, it'd be great to see some more of that. And it's I think we're limited by our facilities in sure. general, not just Bates squash facility, but just, you know, who's gonna spend fifty thousand dollars to build a squash court when money is at a you know, yeah. it's just not unlimited funds anyway. So um that's that's where we're limited. But there's definitely a, a little bit of a groundswell happening in Maine and, and a lot of that is is due to Portland Community Squash and, and Greg Bourne and Barrett Takesian. And just so folks know, if you go to GoBaitsBobcats.com right now, there's an article written by Paige Cook on the front page of the website talking about some of the outreach that the squash program and a lot of other Bates sports teams did this fall to the community, whether it be through those clinics yeah. nice. and so on and so forth. So yeah. that's up there right now. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, we, we've, as I said in the article to when Paige asked, but we've, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to be at Bates. We're very fortunate to be here, Lewis, and our, our students are – are blessed to, to have this opportunity to get a great education in such a cool environment in Maine and such a nurturing place as Bates. And um, I think it's our duty. It's our obligation to give back to where we are. And it also, as I said, it creates fans. You know, when we do good and we help, you know, people say, well, that's those are those are good kids and that's a good group. And let's go watch them, even if we only have three matches a year, you know, it's at home. <laughs> this, it's, this it's, nice to, right. it's nice to get some people in the building that that have never seen squash or have never really, um, you know, haven't grown up in the game and all that. It's, it's, it's fun for us. It's fun for us to, to get some more fans in the building. All right, coach. Well, um, good luck with the early decision two coming up here on January 1st. That's the kind of the next milestone, I guess, sort of there before we move into the the new year and the home match with Wesleyan and then the hitting the road for a few months, sort of a few months, (laughs) literally.